This is Bribe the Ref, a daily weekly fantasy soccer podcast. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We're two Yanks who live in the States, Washington, D.C., actually, and we break down the Saturday main slate of Premier League action on the daily fantasy sites, mostly FanDuel, which we're not sponsored by, by the way. But uh, we're back after a short hiatus. The uh, FA Cup weekend and the midweek slate kind of threw our timing off a little bit, but we are back now. And uh, before we dive into Saturday's games, let's talk a little bit about Tuesday and Wednesday's games. Yeah, there was uh, a full slate on uh, on Wednesday. and Well, there were more games on Wednesday than Tuesday. Four games on Tuesday. Four on Tuesday, six on Wednesday. Uh, I did pretty well on Wednesday. Yeah, you did. I decided... Did you get a top 10 I did. I did get one in the top 10. I had seven out of 10 in the green on my spread. That is a spread. That is probably the best I've ever done. Uh, it, it, on a whole spread, that is. But I, because there were so many games on the slate, I decided against stacking one player uh, in too many lineups because there were so many possible point getters that I, I my my strategy was just sort of look at the slate, see where I could get value for money, but also make sure I have like uh, not too many dudes from one team in the same slate, and it it did work pretty well for me yeah and you had virgil van dyke i did have virgil van dyke in two but again this is this put is, up 60 yeah and, and he was very lowly owned same with Mesut ozil he he didn't put up as many points but he uh he, he racked up a bunch of points and was only four point something percent owned so if you cast a wide net you can get some of those players who haven't done a lot for a while but have a game where you absolutely need them in your lineup to do well. So Yeah, the winning lineup on uh, Wednesday actually had Charlie Austin in it with only 4.3 points. <laughs> but And Obama Yang, who kind of disappointed with only 24.3 points. Uh, David Silva, only 15 points. But they made up for it with Mkhitaryan, 47 points. Mm. Mane, 40 points. Van Dyke, 60 points. Alexander-Arnold, what do you have? Four assists? He three assists. did quite Five well. Five chances created, three assists. And, of course, uh, we were big on gun, both of us. The Southampton goalie at home against Fulham did very well. Yeah, I definitely had some Alexander-Arnold action, too. He was he was pretty cheap at 5500 uh, That's That probably will be uh, the last time for a while you can get him at that price. Uh, overall, we learned about the teams. Arsenal... Is looks to be in a decent vein of form right now. They destroyed Bournemouth 5-1, uh, although we should note it was at home for Arsenal and Bournemouth. Terrible on the road. Yes, awful. But Mesut Ozil still got it. He did not rack up as many points as Mkhitaryan, but he was looking very good and uh, put it on a plate for Mkhitaryan for his first goal. Yeah, as soon as I saw that Ozil was starting, I knew the big question was going to be because... We were definitely targeting Arsenal in that game. That yes. was the play. Born this awful on the road. Arsenal, good at home, able to score a lot of goals. Uh, the play was whether or not you're going to do Ozil, who's been awful this season. He comes in, he usually gets subbed out in the 60th minute and hasn't done anything. But here he was coming back. Now with Mkhitaryan back, who takes a lot of the set pieces as well and very involved in the offense. The play was probably to play both of them, if you could. If you could get both of them in there. Certainly, uh, there were other 
top midfielders who didn't put up nearly as many points as, as those two Arsenal men, Ozil and Mkhitaryan. For example, Paul Pogba, he did get an assist for Man United, but he didn't do enough, really, to uh, justify his inclusion for what he's worth on FanDuel. Man yeah. United generally showed that they have weathered their injury crisis. You may have watched the Man United-Liverpool game last week, and they had to burn all three subs in the first half on injuries. But the good times continuing with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Romelu Lukaku also still has it. He scored two goals in a 3-1 yeah. win against a Crystal Palace team that is uh, not bad at the moment. Which has elevated his price on this main slate. We'll Lukaku, get into that yeah, in a little bit. Now more expensive than Rashford. Uh, Liverpool also feeling it once again, a 5-0 win against Watford. Uh, Chelsea players didn't rack up the points, but the team is showing some spirit and some resolve. Uh, after they got drenched in piss by Man City a few weeks ago, they lost 6-0. They defeated Spurs 2-0. I was surprised by that. I had stacks. That was kind of the downfall of my slide. I didn't do bad on Wednesday, but I did stack the Spurs. I did have a lot of Harry Kane action who didn't have a goal. Trippier, who didn't have any assists, he put up teen. He, I think he put up like fourteen points or something. He, he like had that. an own goal. You're lucky yeah. you don't get he uh, have an neg- own goal. negative points. But after, on FanDuel for yeah, that. after watching uh, Chelsea go 120 minutes against Man City on Sunday, and the whole controversy with Kepa, uh, Ariza Balaga, the goalie, I, I just didn't think that they were going to be able to perform. I thought the t- team would be tired. And I thought Tottenham with Harry Kane back, even though they just lost to Burnley the week before with Harry Kane back, but Kane had scored a goal, could exploit that defense. I mean, we saw what Tottenham did to Chelsea the first time they played. And particularly, we saw what uh, Hungman Son did to, uh, what's his, David Luiz. That, yeah. Just broke his ankles. Yeah. But uh, what a disappointing outing for the Spurs the last few weeks now. Yeah. Now losers of two on the bounce uh, for only the second time this season. And the first time it happened, it involved Liverpool, uh, which a loss to Liverpool is understandable. Uh, But now they're basically out of the title race, Spurs. I don't think many people truly considered them to be uh, serious contenders. But they were hanging in there, and now they're trailing Liverpool by nine points, City by eight. Ten matches to go, including this weekend. That's uh, three games to make up against against win machines. The weird thing is how well they were playing without Harry Kane. Yeah. that They had put them... I mean, when Harry Kane went down, it was like, oh, they're done. They're not going to be able to be in title contention. Then they kept themselves in contention <clears throat> for the stretch of month two... What is he gone? Like two months? A yeah. Month, month yeah. and a half or something? And now he comes back and they lose their first two games, Burnley, against Burnley, <laughs> and, and then a, a really exhausted Chelsea team. To be fair to Spurs, um, <clears throat> I think if you're their fans, you want them more focused on the Champions League than then winning the Premier League, which was always going to be a stretch. But the uh, in, in a knockout competition like the Champions League, they could uh, they could do it this year. You never know. What did they do in their first game? Have they played their first Champions League game? Yeah, they... they uh, they beat uh, Dortmund quite right. comfortably. Was it? I think it was three zero, or was yeah. it? It was it, yeah. So they're going back. Rente the, had a goal, I believe. Rente did have a goal. They're going back into the into the second leg uh, this week, I believe, and it's going to be very comfortable for them. So, if you're a Spurs fan, uh, not all doom and gloom if you don't win the league. Uh, at the other end of the Premier League table, Fulham is in very serious trouble 
after a 2-0 loss away to Southampton. Uh, manager Claudio Ranieri, who is the second <laughs> full manager of the year, was sacked yesterday, so they're now on number three, maybe third time's a charm. Ex-midfielder Scott Parker taking over uh, on an interim basis for the end of the season. Sometimes the new manager effect has a positive impact on a team, but... I seriously doubt that this Fulham team... They, they've already tried this. Yeah, well, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't Ranieri work. did win the first game. He, he did, came yeah, out that, when he, As manager, they scored a bunch of goals, and he won. So, who, uh, Fulham, Fulham plays Sunday. They're not on the main slate. Not on the week. main slate. But they could be a good pick for Sunday, even yeah. if they are probably going down. Uh, I think it's likely... They will go down. Speaking of new manager effect, Leicester City on Tuesday got a 2-1 win at home. It was their first game after letting go of Claude Puel, who had a terrible record at home. Uh, expectations a little higher at Leicester, having won the league, being a Cinderella story a few years ago. Uh, evidently, that inflates your ego a bit. I don't know, but Puel, probably not a good manager. They, they look pretty dreadful uh, in, in their last game against Crystal Palace, but... Anyway, they did win their first game in the post-Claude Puel era, 2-1 to one, at home. Jamie Vardy scored from open play. It was his first goal at home since December. So Leicester stacks, maybe not such a bad idea on Sunday. Uh, they are... The early game against they, Watford. Uh, they are the early game. So Fulham you, playing Chelsea. <laughs> right. Sunday. Interesting. So maybe... Uh, Maybe a Fulham stack. Not appropriate. Again, but Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea has played a lot of soccer over the last week and a half. So They have. They have. Uh, so also doing well, Newcastle have won twice in a row. Uh, they beat Burnley on Tuesday. That's two wins in two games with uh, Miguel Almiron starting new record signing. Everton busted their slump. Gilfie Seagrets in double. Gilfie, another player back to his scoring ways. He scored twice. 3-0 away win at Cardiff. Uh, they had lost three in a row until then, so it looked like Cardiff may uh, steal it from them, but nah, not at all. Everton back in their winning ways. And last and least, Huddersfield, <laughs> the bottom dwellers, a rare win Tuesday versus Wolves. Surprising. Surprising. It killed me. I had Jimenez. Yeah, that was not great for me. Uh, still, Huddersfield... Three wins and a draw from escaping relegation, and again, only ten wins to ten games to go. So, if uh, you bet on who's going to get relegated, you should probably bet on Huddersfield. Yeah. Well, Huddersfield playing Brighton this week, part of game week twenty-nine, six game slate. Biggest favorites on the slate, projected to score the most goals, is Manchester City on the road versus a struggling Bournemouth team. Though I have some reservations about this game that we'll get into here in a little bit. Also, we've got Wolves as heavy favorites hosting Cardiff. Manchester United favorites at home against Southampton. Uh, just mentioned, a more even match. Brighton hosting last place Huddersfield. Crystal Palace hosting Burnley in what's essentially a toss-up. And then in the late game, West Ham slight favorites against that hot team with Miguel Almiron, Newcastle. That'll be an interesting match. That's the the late hammer there. So let's break down the forwards on this slate first, Sam. Um, Sergio Aguero, $14,000. To me, that price is getting completely out of control. For the, We just talked about how many minutes Chelsea has played uh, in the last week and a half, how many games. Man City, same number of minutes. They also now are dealing with injuries. 
Fernandinho not playing out for at least a few weeks. He didn't play last game uh, against West Ham. Against West Ham uh, at home against West Ham. Yeah. Manchester City at home against West Ham. He wasn't there, and Manchester City kind of shit the bed. They won one zero. They got to get was it a penalty goal? Penalty, yeah. From Aguero to win one nothing. But the team is not the same when Fernandinho is not out there on the field. <clears throat> last time he got hurt in December, they lost two games. Um, mm-hmm. and here they are. Uh, going on the road against Bournemouth, a team that has pretty stark uh, home away table stats at uh, splits at home. Uh, Bournemouth is a team that's won seven games, lost uh, three games. Meanwhile, on the road, they're a team that's won three games, lost 11 games. <laughs> it's a very tough place to play, Bournemouth. Uh, I think you probably should have one stack are, uh, of Man City players, including yeah. Aguero, but we'll see. You start. If if Gabriel Jesus starts and he's back from injury, and there is rumors that he could get a lot of playing time, mm. I like him at eleven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, certainly Aguero at his price. You need him to score twice for that to be worth it, or to get basically forty points in 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 some way. If I'm doing a spread of ten lineups, I have Aguero in one, maybe two lineups this week. Yeah, I I agree That's with that. It. If if Gabriel Jesus does start, then maybe it'll be a bit different. Uh, I could I could see picking him up and down the slate if he if he gets a start. But yeah, like you said, the uh, the price on the city player on the city forwards and Bournemouth's record at home doesn't make me too excited about the thought of uh, tons of Aguero this week. What does excite me? is Manchester United at home against Southampton and the strikers on that team. Lukaku's price is going up considerably 12-5 now after his two-goal outing at Crystal Palace. He hadn't done anything really before that. I mean, he doesn't get that much playing time. But uh, with injuries, he got a chance to play. We'll see if he... I'm assuming they're going to start him again out there. Martial's hurt. Um, <clears throat> Lukaku at 12-5, I like. Marcus Rashford at 11,000 said today, his manager said today that uh, I'll probably start him. Rashford is fully fit now, uh, Solskjaer said. So I'm going to have tons of Lukaku, tons of Rashford, and a few with both of them. Yeah. Yeah. If Rashford's starting, you're getting the double. I'm going to double up on him if I can. If they both start. That's not a bad idea. They both start. That's not a bad idea. I'm going to have... I'm going to have at least one lineup with both of them in it. The way this Man United team have been playing and uh, the the general uh, slate of games, you, you'd think that if any team is going to win 5-0 this week, it would be Man United. I definitely like Rashford at 11,000. I think that it's it's pretty wild that Lukaku is now at 12-5. Granted, he did have a great game uh, last Saturday, but let you know, let's see if he can keep that up. I do like Rashford quite a lot and will definitely be uh, having a lot of exposure to him. He had two assists, four chances created last time they played Southampton. That was on the road. They're now at home. Southampton, top five in giving up uh, goals, shots on goals, assisted assists, and chance created uh, per game on the slate. That's a total. They're even worse when they're not at home. So I'm going to have tons of Man U in the form of Lukaku, Rashford. I don't think Alex Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez starts. Um, I don't yeah, know if I a, like him that much. He's just he just doesn't seem to have it. 
Yeah, maybe not. He, he he's what nine thousand five hundred. He's gotten playing time in his last you know five games, and he hasn't scored a goal. I mean, I'm scrolling through here. I, he hasn't scored a goal since October. Yeah, he Sanchez has not done a lot, and um, certainly with the other strikers in form, you you wouldn't expect him to get a lot of playing time. If he does start, though, I do like him at nine thousand five hundred, just because if he gets a goal or an assist and, and a few chances, he's he's worth it. Yeah. Uh, Raul Jimenez at $11,000 at home against Cardiff. Cardiff giving up the most goals on the slate. Got to have some Jimenez. You got to have some Jimenez, uh, though the way Wolves have been playing with the loss, losing to Huddersfield is unacceptable. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're a yeah. professional team, you should not be losing to Huddersfield. And but, and Wolves have this thing where where they're 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 a decent team. They're in seventh in the table. They're a strong team, but there are just some weeks where they just do not show up. Yeah, here they are though. They're going up against another relegation zone team in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. They got punched in the mouth by the last place team on the road at Huddersfield. I could see them getting woken up by that. That's true. Being really pissed, going back home, and here comes Cardiff and just them putting four goals on Cardiff. I do have Jimenez and at least two. Are you going to have any? Are you going to have any? Jota, yes. Are you going to have any Jota? Yes, I have Jota. 9,000? Absolutely. How about about both of them together? (laughs) (laughs) Not, I don't think uh, with six games on the slate, playing two strikers from the same team, it's it's pretty risky. (laughs) If they do, but... We'll uh, th- then they each need two goals, probably. Yeah. And what if it's Neves with a goal? Mm, yeah, that's uh, true. Anyway. Uh, I'll have a lot of Moutinho, which we'll get to uh, when we talk about midfielders here. A uh, couple interesting plays. Arnautovich, 10,500. Uh, he's going to be the late player. We don't even know if he's going to start. I think he will start. It's kind of dangerous putting someone at 10-5 into your lineup. And him not starting, you kind of wasted a lot of money, and you're going to have to drop down mm-hmm. and put, I guess, someone like Chicharito or whoever, or I guess you could get one of the Newcastle players who are going to start there too. But Newcastle, really hot team. They're going on the road, though. West Ham's pretty decent at home. Uh, West Ham played pretty well on the road against Man City without Arnautovic playing, mm-hmm. so he's well-rested if he does play. I, have, I, I I think I'm going to put Arnautovic in one or two lineups because I like having that late that late striker, and I think Newcastle's kind of in line for a, a wake up call a little bit. They've been playing well, but it could it could run out now that they're on the road. Yeah, so I I see this game ending in a one zero uh, win for West Ham most likely, and I say this as a, a Newcastle fan who definitely does not want to see that, but. I, I don't whatever happens in this game I don't see it being a high scoring game. West Ham v- looked very well organized against uh, Man City. Newcastle as well. There Rafa Benitez has them pretty well organized and uh they don't give up a lot of goals even when they yeah, lose. Yeah, bottom 5 in giving up the few I mean they're top 5 in fewest goals giving up on the slate and that's even on the road. Newcastle yeah. plays very good defense even on the road. And I I I'm not sure they're going to they're going to give up too many uh, chances at, out of o- in open play mm-hmm. uh, to a guy like Arnautovic. Now that said, 
if Andy Carroll starts at something like $6,000 and he looked yeah. pretty good against City and also he's a former Newcastle player, former longtime Newcastle player, and sometimes uh, managers like to play players against Story their former line, teams yeah. uh, because they perform well against their former teams because they want to you know, show their et cetera, et cetera. So that is, for me, going into the slate, especially with that as the last game, that is something I'm kind of wrestling with and, um, you know, fortunately, if you do have, say, um, Carroll and Felipe Anderson and Arnautovic starts, maybe you can can uh, switch those around to do Arnautovic and Almiron because Almiron is cheap. So you could do Arnautovic and, and uh, switch out Anderson for a uh, for one of the cheaper Newcastle midfielders. What do you think about any of the... Newcastle strikers on the slate. Iosi Perez at 9-5, Solomon Rondon at 10,000. They've had pretty good games the last few weeks. They have. Uh, against poorer teams at home, I mean, maybe you could argue that Burnley is not a poorer team, but Huddersfield certainly uh, they are. I just... I, you know, it, same it, reasons that you don't like any West Ham. It's going to be a quiet game, right? Think. And in in this platform, if the, if you get hot, your uh, <clears throat> your price goes up. And a few weeks ago, Rondon and Perez were at, at about eight thousand dollars, and and they looked like a steal. And uh, now, not so much. I just I'm not sure I see Rondon getting uh, two goals against West Ham on on the road. Yeah. Uh, let's move to. I don't. I normally like uh, Burnley, but after Burnley losing to Newcastle, they're coming back home. They're not great. Crystal Palace, though, a team that does play pretty well on the road. They score more goals on average on the road than they do at home. And here they are. Burnley not good on defense. Wilfred Zaha's price actually going down from where it was last week because he uh, struggled. He didn't have any goals, but that was against Manchester United. This week he hits Burnley. I can see him getting back into the form from two weeks ago when he put up 43 points and a week before that when he put up 40 points and a week before that when he put up 35 points. And he's only 10-5. Zaha, yeah. I did not put Zaha in one of my lineups a few weeks ago and it killed me. Same, yeah. And so I think I've got to have him in one. But again, uh, for the for the value, I see Batshayi at 8,500, and he did score a goal against uh, Leicester. Leicester, and it was, it was very well taken. It was a clever deflection, and I just like him at 8,500 against, uh, against a team where he should uh, see a lot of the ball, get a lot of attacking time, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely like Batshayi. For uh, reasons we've already mentioned, uh, well, I guess we haven't mentioned Bournemouth yet, uh, but I'm not going to be playing any Bournemouth against Man City. While I'm not confident in Man City's offense, or just Man City as a team, uh, I'm confident enough that they can stop Bournemouth from having a fantasy-relevant game. So I will not be playing any King, although there is chance that Wilson, um, Callum Wilson, might come back. And... uh, Damn, his name eludes me at the moment, but Bournemouth do have a $6,000 striker who scored their only goal against Arsenal. So, if you're... If Mousset. You're, Mousset, right. If at 6000 If you're looking for... Uh, uh, to, to, to wedge a $6,000 striker into your lineup, 
maybe not a bad idea. I have a better idea at 6,000, but before we get to that, Glenn Murray at 8,000, Brighton at home against Huddersfield, who are coming off a win against Wolves, but now they go back out onto the road. Um, Normally, it's good to target whoever's playing Huddersfield, especially when Huddersfield is on the road as they are this week. I'm going to stick with that logic. Brighton should be a good play. Glenn Murray, cheap at $8,000. I think he should be more. He's a good player at home. He's known to score goals at home. He is, and he, he's been very unlucky in recent weeks and probably should have had a few goals uh, against who did they play the other day. It's uh, well, Why can't I remember? But anyway, uh, Glenn Murray at 8,000, not bad. Not bad at all. And they played w- Leicester and then Burnley two weeks ago. Gives us a good entree into the midfielders because there's a Brighton midfielder I like, but are there any games that uh, any forwards were There's were one last out? forward oh. here that I want to bring up. At $6,000, Carlin Grant for Huddersfield. Uh, we'll get into how much I like Matt Ryan, the keeper for Brighton. And I'm going to have a lot of them. He's cheap. I don't think Huddersfield's going to score. But I will in lineups that I don't have Matt Ryan. And I am looking for a really cheap play at forward. I'm going to go with Carlin Grant at $6,000 here. He came off the bench and scored against Arsenal a few weeks ago. Then he started earlier this week against Wolves which is a game they won, and in that game he had two chances created and a shot on goal for 11 points. 11 points is really all you need for someone at $6,000. Mm. Uh, I think they're playing uh, a team that's not as good in Brighton as Wolves, although Wolves have been in bad form. But Carlin Grant stays busy in the offense. He's known to, He's been shown he can score. He creates chances. $6,000 is a price that's really good. Yeah, especially if Aaron Moy starts for Huddersfield. He see, it, Moy is, seems like basically Huddersfield's uh, only true Premier League player, and uh, he's very skilled. And uh, if I were uh, playing in an attacking role for Huddersfield, I would like my chances of scoring more if Aaron Moy <laughs> were in the team. So uh, that's that's just my perspective. You would definitely find your head in the box. I could probably play for Huddersfield too because they are not very good. No, they're awful. All right, let's move to midfield here. Uh, my favorite midfielder on the slate is Paul Pogba, $10,000. Definitely. Discount compared to City players Raheem Sterling and De Bruyne. Although Sterling, he's he rested a little bit. He didn't start uh, in their game this week. He came in off the bench, mm-hmm. Sterling. So he's a bit more rested compared to the other Man City players. Um, but Pogba at $10,000 at home against Southampton. He's going to be really involved in the offense. He's always involved. He's always involved. He's got such a high floor. He's always looking to to link things up and take shots and look for that killer pass. And also, uh, whether or not they actually intentionally do this, I feel like Southampton defenders let other teams come at them and attack. So even if Man United only win one or two nil, I could still see Pogba racking up like 50 points. I like Kevin De Bruyne as a player. I like watching him play. I think the way he can strike it from outside the box from anywhere and score is exciting. Uh, He creates so many chances out there. Um, But he has such a low floor when it comes to the points that matter in FanDuel. Like, Mm. he just, he could put up five points and that's it, even though he had a great game. You almost need him to score a goal. And he doesn't take penalties. Aguero takes the penalties there. He shares a lot of the corner kicks with Gundogan and David Silver, whoever's, whoever's playing in there, out yeah. there. Um, 
I can't. So at ten five, I mean, I'd much rather take Pogba at ten thousand, who's so much more involved and uh, shown that he can score more goals. I do have Pogba. Has a better matchup. Yeah, I have Pogba and De Bruyne together uh, in some, or at least in one. No, two so far. But I, I do think De Bruyne is the sort of player who will rack up points, though. Uh, I mean, he did. He did do pretty well. Uh, recently racking up a bunch of points. I think what he he racked up quietly racked up twenty one against West Ham in, in a what was kind of a scrappy game for Man City. So even if City aren't playing that well, I like him. I think he's undervalued. I think that he has been well, I don't think he has been injury plagued all season and he's finally getting some regular starting time. So mm-hmm. I see him possibly finally uh, scoring and also just even if he doesn't score, I could see him getting 30, 35 points. Yeah, the only cautious thing, other cautious thing about De Bruyne though is he does get subbed out. He does. And pretty frequently. He did play 90 minutes. He played 90 minutes this week, so <clears> I could see him uh, maybe playing around 75 minutes this or, week. Yeah, or maybe even less. So that that is a fair point and that has given me... Uh, Second thoughts, maybe. We talked about Crystal Palace's home away splits, how they're better actually on the road. They're playing Burnley. I like the guy who creates things in the midfield. Milivojevic for Crystal Palace pretty much has a monopoly now on corners and set pieces from Andros Townsend. Uh, he's been scoring and penalty goals. kicks. Yeah, and penalty kicks. He's been scoring goals. I, he's $9,000, thousand cheaper than Pogba, uh, 2000 cheaper than Raheem Sterling. I'm going to have a lot of Milo in my lineup. Agree. Uh, I will, too. I don't think there's anything else to add. He uh, he's, he's a sexy pick this week. And another sexy pick, I uh, sort of previewed this before, Anthony Knockhart for, uh, for, for Brighton. Extremely sexy here. 6,500. He will be taking all the corners because Pascal Gross is injured. He's out. That so, price doesn't account for that, I feel like. No, not at all. Knockyard is totally undervalued this week. So he will almost certainly uh, be racking up tons and tons of points. And caveat, obviously, he might get injured or a red card <laughs> in the first five minutes, as with every player. But I like him. I really like him this week. Yeah, without Gross, he's going to. He played the full game this week and uh, he sent in 11 crosses. <laughs> Yeah, for that uh, team. Yeah, another another play I like is uh, I'm not too hot on uh, Newcastle West Ham for goals, but I do think Felipe Anderson uh, for the same basic reasons that I mentioned De Bruyne, uh, except even more in, in in some respects because Anderson is going to be taking set pieces for West Ham, so he will be getting a lot of chances created. Sorry, I uh, my weed delivery guy is here. We're going to have to take a break. <laughs> All right, go take care of that. Hello? Was that just a 15-minute warning? That was a nine-minute warning. A nine-minute warning. Do you think we can bang this out in nine minutes? Well, I- we can at least finish the midfielders here. <laughs> um, Moutinho, 9,000. Wolves, we've already talked about how poor Cardiff is on defense, giving up the most goals on the slate. Uh, they're on the road. Wolves at home. They've been in poor form lately, but this could be, this could be, as I said, the, 
getting punched in the mouth by Huddersfield could wake them up to uh, take on this other relegation team and yeah. beat the shit out of them. I had Moutinho in uh, a few lineups when they're playing Huddersfield because you figure he's the guy who takes corners for them and Huddersfield are terrible. Therefore, he should rack up a lot of points. He was hauled off in like the, the 65th minute, Moutinho. Mm. He's, he's, he's not a spring chicken. He's, a, he's an older fella. He's in his 30s. Um, that said, he could go off totally. Uh, against Cardiff. You know who I really like, and he's been getting some uh, playing time lately. Uh, he hasn't really done much with it, is Cavalero for the Wolves. Uh, he gets corner action when he does play. Yeah. It's only $5,500. If he starts, I'm putting him in. But he probably won't start. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andres Townsend, 7500 His price is dropping uh, real fast as he's taking fewer and fewer uh, corners in any set pieces. I also think with Bachai and the team, they have more uh, natural forwards, so he probably doesn't need to get up uh, to help out Zaha nearly as much as he was before. Yeah, uh, but I might have a little bit of Townsend just because I, I, I am confident about Crystal Palace this week, even though uh, Burnley's shown good form lately, but... They kind of they kind of shit the bet against Newcastle. Yeah, Townsend's a consistent player. He's Almiron at sixty five hundred. We uh, have already talked about our concerns with the Newcastle West Ham game, but Almiron's price should go up a little bit more. I think he's still too cheap at sixty five hundred with how involved he is in yeah. that offense. Totally. Uh, he he did disappoint a little bit with twelve points this week, only two chances created. It's still six thousand five hundred. You're not like kicking yourself if he no. only gets twelve points at that price. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, anyone else here at midfield? I got one more. I Well, you mentioned Pogba. We mentioned Knockhart. Yeah. I'm going to have Raheem Sterling in... Yeah, uh, I'll, have, I'll have him in one or two. In one or two. Uh, so far, th- those... I think we've covered all my bases. Uh, who jumps out at me? Um, I like Schlupp for Crystal Palace at 7,000. Okay. He's been getting more playing time, too. He uh, had an assist against Manchester United this week. Um, against Leicester, he had 14 points. Against West Ham, he had 12 points. And against Fulham, he had a goal for 35 points. Only $7,000. In fact, he's averaging the most goals uh, per game of any Crystal, Pal- Crystal Palace player. Crystal Palace pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think uh, as, a, as a bit of a sleeper pick this week, I like Schlupp at 7000 Schlupp it up. Schlupp it up. I guess we're going to call this episode Schlup It Up, and that will give them the curse because every, don't, <laughs> every don't. player we name an episode yeah. after. Have they we do. addressed that on air yet? I don't think we have. Well, we just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Madden uh, cover curse. The we now have a, a curse sports for the Bribe the Ref cover curse. Isn't there a Sports Illustrated curse? Where I think there is too. Yeah, I think so too. They're all over. All right, let's uh, move to defense here. And uh, wait, I should say that I do like Bernardo Silva if he starts. I, okay. I always he's a steady Eddie for City and he tends to rack up uh points quietly. On to defense, we've talked about how much we like Manchester United. So by uh game theory or how we feel that game is going to go, <laughs> then we think Southampton's defenders will be particularly busy, uh, especially their central defenders and wouldn't you know it, Yoshida is the cheapest player on the slate, Southampton Central Defender. He's only $4,000. He put up 20 points against Fulham this week. He's back from injury. He's healthy. I'm going to have a lot of Yoshida at $4,000. Same. 
He's, it's almost it's, 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 it's almost too good. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's almost too good. I feel like it's a trap where I'm going to load all my lineups with Yoshida and he's going to get hurt or yanked off in the 50th minute. <laughs> but how do you not? How do you not stack Yoshida? Yeah, I mean, if he uh if you need him to get uh, like midfield players like Pogba and De Bruyne and uh, attacking players like Jimenez, like you might need him in your team, even if he only gets something like nine points or some shit. Yeah. Uh, other Southampton defenders that I like, Vestergaard at 5,000, also plays in a central position. Bednarek kind of plays more on the outside, but still is going to be busy with those wingers on Manchester United. Bednarek is, though, $7,000, though he's locked pretty much to get 20 points uh, each week. I like Doherty for Wolves. Spelled Darty for some reason it's pronounced Doherty. I uh, I never really understood that. I think it might be an Irish thing, but uh, a defender who brings it brings it up the field. Five thousand dollars. That is a, um, a a good price for him. Johnny's price has finally gone up to where Johnny, it should be. Yeah, Doherty and Johnny both defenders who play uh, listed as defenders, but I think well at least Johnny's more of a midfielder, but. Either way, they both get up there. Doherty could have had a few goals against Huddersfield, I think. Yeah, and he, he, yeah, I think that at five thousand dollars, he he's a he's a great bargain. At five thousand five hundred, I like Zinchenko for Man City, just because he's he's always piling forward and getting involved in the attack. And that's about it in terms of who really jumps out at me as defenders. I don't want to list too many. I think you've covered a. Uh, uh, a few there. Let me bring I, I, up. Let me bring up three more defenders here, and these are kind of pricey, but I I kind of like paying up for defenders a lot because they can. I mean, as we yeah. saw with Virgil Van Dyke, they can get you sixty points. Although Van Dyke was only five thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's record. true. Um, Ashley Young at six thousand. Yeah, he t- he takes <laughs> he's, corners. He's taking corners, yeah. and we've again we're targeting Manchester United's offense and here. He scored against Palace. Uh, yeah, at midweek. Sol Bamba at $7,000 should be uh, very busy. He scores a lot, too, as Cardiff. Again, they're going against Wolves, so a lot of pressure should be uh, on the on the Cardiff's defense, which makes for a lot of blocks and clearances by Bamba. And I want to have some Newcastle action, some Newcastle-West Ham action at 1230. I hate it when all my players have played and I don't have any action in the late <laughs> game. We talked about how hesitant we are with the offenses there, so I like Shar Share at seventy five hundred dollars. Share puts up a baseline every game of at least twenty defensive points, no matter who the fuck he's playing, mm-hmm. and then he scores goals. He is very skilled. Share, uh, maybe arguably signing of the season for any team because he has just come out of nowhere to uh, really be a leader for Newcastle. Uh, the one thing I don't like about him though is is that price tag, and I think that's goal dependent. For that reason, I kind of prefer Lascelles, and I have Lascelles in at least one of my lineups at six thousand dollars. I think uh, he will, uh, you know, get those clearances. Share is expensive at seventy five hundred dollars. He put up forty one points though in his last game. He did have a goal, but in games that he Beautiful doesn't have a goal, goal by yeah, the way. He did. Games that he doesn't have a goal against Huddersfield, 20 points. Wolves, 24 points. Tottenham, 24 points. Mm -hmm. Manchester City, 18 points. And then uh, against Cardiff, he had two goals for 55 points. So you're getting production in points on par with a midfielder or a striker each week. 
at a price of only $7,500, which is kind of a mid-tier uh, midfielder and a cheap striker. So if, if there were fewer games on the slate, then maybe, but I just got to feel that there are going to be defenders who score and just cheaper defenders who get as many points. I am not too hot on share. All right, goalies this week. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, $4,000, <laughs> cheapest on the slate. Uh, I definitely like Matt Ryan. We talked about an interesting strategy where you could put Lossel in a few lineups. You're just going to assume that that game's going to be low scoring, mm-hmm. one nothing or nil-nil. They both might get clean sheet bonuses. Yeah. Um, play one of them. I also like Rue Patricio at uh, $5,000. Um, I I don't know. I don't see, I don't see Cardiff posing much of a threat yeah so uh, just to be clear if you w- wanted to do this strategy you weren't you uh thought that either uh matt ryan or uh lossell would be the keeper you could pick an identical lineup uh with one with like 500 dollars remaining because uh lossell is 500 more than ryan and uh that just covers your exposure so you could have like the same front players and just switch the goalies between the two and assume that one of them will uh, be good for you. All right, uh, let's uh, wind this up because your weed's about to get here, <laughs> Sam Knight. Um, we didn't. Uh, we've. We, it's been too long since we did our last yank off, but we were playing. So we don't know who won the last yank off, but uh, we were playing for a report on next week's show for uh, the player who had the most red cards in a season. We'll do that for this week's competition. Do you want to go first with your lineup, Sam Knight? Yeah, sure. Uh, Fuck it, I might lose, but fuck it. Uh, Matt Ryan in goal, Brighton, Nico Otamendi, uh, Manchester City defender, Maya Yoshida, Southampton defender, Felipe Anderson, West Ham midfield, Raheem Sterling, City, Paul Pogba, Man United. Up front, I'm going to go two strikers from the same game. Going to have wow. Batshayi uh, from Crystal Palace and Barnes for Burnley. So uh, even if that's not a goal fest, even if it's 1-1, they both have to score for me. All right, I've got Rashford up front as a striker along with Glenn Murray. Then I'm going in midfield, Milivojevic, Pogba, and Almiron. Mm. Defense, I've got Cher and Yoshida. And I am going with you in goal with Matt Ryan. So we'll see who wins. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Good luck to everyone out there. That'll do it for this week's Bribe the Ref. If you're interested in what Sam and I do for our day jobs, we report on the government at districtsentinel.com. You can subscribe at patreon.com slash districtsentinel. Uh, Hopefully our picks worked out for you. If they don't, you can always try to bribe the ref. Just call him. Got it on.